Just one birthday card sent to me. I miss my own surprise party. It's me. I'm only 21 years old, and now I'm drinking alone. I use my phone until it dies. Just like my plans can't keep anything alive. What's up, everybody? This is Cinephiles Digest. This is episode 28, 2018 edition. <laughs> My name is Matt. That was Tom, who just uh, chimed in. Tom, what's going on, man? Hey, everybody. Doing good. And uh, we're also joined today, as always, by Travis. What's going on, Travis? Yep, that is me. Uh, doing great. Good to hear. Good to hear. So we're <laughs> back. Back again. Uh, this is going to be an Oscar-heavy episode. Uh, we're going to be going over all of the Oscar nominations and chiming in with our picks, what we think should win and what we think will win. So then after uh, the Oscars actually happen, we'll, we'll come back and see uh, who who fared the best of all of us. It's a gentleman's uh, bet, just for fun. Yeah, I think so. Bragging rights. I don't think we need to do anything too fancy. Kicking the nuts mm-hmm. for the losers. Yeah, it's full on. <laughs> Whoever has the lowest percentage rate. Blasting balls. <laughs> Uh, and then we're also going to be doing another bracket this week. Uh, we are going to be doing a bracket of the best picture nominees since the year 2000. So we had to cut a few of them because there have been 18 and, uh, we have room for 16. So we'll, we'll get into that when we actually start talking about our bracket. But before we do that, how are y'all doing? What's been going on in your lives? Hmm. Uh, well, I was telling you guys this before, but I got a Costco membership for my birthday. Mm. And, uh, Costco is the worst. <laughs> First, you have to stand in line. And go through the whole membership process where they try to upgrade you to everything, including mm-hmm. a fucking credit card. And so you have to say no for about 30 minutes. And then they let you in. And you get <laughs> lost for a while. Think about buying some socks. Uh, and, you know, I have to confess, it's been a long time since I've been to Costco. So I ended up having to go to a second grocery store because I couldn't actually buy anything that was on my list at that place. <laughs> unless I wanted to get, like, a crate of bananas yeah, it's hard to shop for two there. <laughs> Pretty difficult. Anyway, I picked up some stuff, you know, some quiches for the freezer. Five dozen eggs. <laughs> I passed up on the eggs. I had to get some cheese. So, I don't know. I should keep a list of things that it's worth going back for. But Yeah, just for future reference. It also is fun to just, like, try some new stuff, you know? Because, like, the product's always cycling. So, we'll have is like, yeah. ooh, frozen pierogies. Let me try these, oh, you know? Well, man, it takes so much self-restraint to not buy a, like, four-liter thing of pretzels filled with peanut butter, you yep. know? <laughs> yep. And you know if you buy one, you're going to end up walking out with, like, the big <laughs> gallon of gummy bears, too. So, you just can't start down that road. Yeah, it's dangerous. Down it is a aisle. dangerous place. <laughs> which one? Uh, which one did you go to? Did you go to the one like on Fourth Avenue, like in the the one up in Shoreline? Oh, I okay. went to. I've never been to that one. Oh, also, it was like packed to the gills because uh, I guess Sam's Club closed. So all these I didn't people even know there was a Sam's flocking Club over. Yeah. Well, mo- I think most of them are closing. Yeah, they're closing a lot of a lot of stores. Mm-hmm. I've never even been in a Sam's Club in my life. Me so. neither. <clears throat> Well, 
Yeah, that's it for me. <clears throat> Just the Costco trip is the only thing I did. What about what about your Minneapolis trip? Have we not talked about that? No, you were leaving the day after we recorded last. Right. Oh. Wow. The Blazers win? No, they got destroyed. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> they looked so bad. Uh, also, the place was like completely devoid of energy because the Vikings game was right before it. Uh, so a ton of people weren't in their seats. You know, they were either out partying or like, I, I don't know. So it was just a really weird game. But we did go ice fishing. I caught a lot of like six inch sunfish. Uh, they had a TV so you can actually watch your bait like jiggle up and down what what, really and then you just lure in these stupid fish that just stare at your bait for like five minutes deciding whether or not they want to eat it and then they just swim away it's so frustrating (laughs) you didn't catch anything uh, prehistoric as you had hoped uh no i i did get the only bass of the day but it was tiny saw some like pike swim by that was kind of cool they were small but still it's a pike pike are cool yeah Yeah. Uh, it was a good trip it it is it's freezing. It's my first experience with sub-zero temperatures. The tundra? Yeah. It's it's pretty brutal. You got to have some leggings on at all times. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Would you recommend visiting Minneapolis? Uh, yes, but probably not in January. <laughs> no one's out. Did you go to the mall? The Great Mall of America or whatever? No way. Too far no. or just not interested? Not interested. I did watch a lot of Black Mirror. Nice. Yeah. We hung out and watched the entire season, the new season of Black Mirror. With your friends you were seeing with? <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Any pig fucking? No, no pig fucking. Bummer. Not in season four or whatever it is, but. <laughs> pig fucking's not in season four. Guess I'm not right watching now. Black Mirror. <laughs> it was actually, it's actually like the most lighthearted season yet. Oh, shit, yeah. That's yeah. pretty mixed things. Mixed things about it. I really liked it, but it's more happy endings than Black Mirror fans are used mm. to. I don't like happy endings. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like a certain kind of happy ending. But... Uh, all right. Well, that's cool. Travis, what about you? Uh, last night, I went to the parlor and saw Nate Bargazzi. The parlor is a comedy club. Yep. Not um, everyone who Bellevue. listens is and from Nate Bargazzi is a comedian? Yes. Okay. He had a special on uh, the stand-ups, that Netflix. Um, mm. It's like a bunch of half-hour sets from different comics, and he's one of them. He's by far the best. The best on that, like compilation okay he's really funny i would have gone but i was out of town yeah i can get to that after it was a good show it was pretty fun um the parlor kind of mixed on these days yeah where is it in seattle no it's in bellevue Bellevue. oh okay just not very good service you don't really feel that welcome there and then the show kind of lost its vibe halfway through because the fire alarm went off and so the entire lincoln square exited the building oh so like even the movie theater like all the other businesses there, the whole comedy show had to get, you know, leave the building. And it was right in the middle of the guy's set. So it kind of just like threw him off too. Um, but then they finally let everyone back in and he finished his set, but just wasn't really the same after the fire mm-hmm. alarm went off. That sucks. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. <clears throat> Unlucky. Do you guys go to a lot of comedy shows? Mm, not really. Every once in a while we will. Hmm. Probably has a lot of good people okay. show up. Good to know, because we want to go to more. That's kind of where, like, if they're not, like, uh, you know, an Aziz Ansari or, uh, yeah. you know, a Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, more up-and-comers. That's where they end up. And not even necessarily up-and-comers, just unless, they're, unless you're playing, like, the more or the Paramount, you know, like, you're yeah. just playing a comedy club. 
the parlor is like the biggest one in the Seattle area. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, what did I do? This weekend, I was uh, visiting family. Uh, my little sister finally got her high school diploma. So Good for her. Congrats. Threw a party for her, so I was there for that. And uh, I saw Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, I saw your was- post fucking sweet that band is so good i saw them at riot fest uh uh-huh. but didn't stay for the whole set because the sound was really bad and it had been a long day so we just kind of bailed like halfway through the set but god it was so good it was right at the barricade uh it was it blew me away like they are Where did they play they played at key arena oh, okay but you so, got up there oh yeah you show up like five hours earlier or what? no i thought we showed up like uh, an hour after doors open and it was actually relatively empty like it didn't really it really didn't fill up until queens actually started like playing uh they're they're so they're incredible though mm-hmm. like he's josh home is like the last him and dave Grohl. they're like the last two like <laughs> rock stars you know <laughs> like that's kind of a thing of the past you know like yeah. that kind of die with grunge you know there aren't a whole lot of those dudes left but Man, what that about guy, Jack White? Jack White's a fucking blowhard. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, how was uh, Converge? We never oh, talked about that. Dude, it was so good. For those Man. who don't know, Converge is like probably my favorite band of all time. They it's the fifth time I've seen them. It was nuts. There was no safe space in that venue. Like there were bodies everywhere. <laughs> like people were going off. I, I put that on today. And I had to turn it off. Converge? <laughs> <laughs> they're just a little bit, they're a little bit past my threshold. They're quite abrasive. They are incredibly talented. It's a good word and to I feel like, <laughs> at the very least, I feel like even if you're not into that genre of music, you can admire them because yeah. they've been a band for almost 30 years and they're constantly like changing their sound. And like they just put out an album this past November and it's like one of the best things ever done. You know, like how many bands who have been around that long can say mm. that? Uh, Take yeah. out the vocals, and I could I could probably get down with it. He doesn't even sound human. Like no. he's yeah. one of a kind. The like, video he you is posted is just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was cool though. That was a good time. I um, saw August Burns Red the same night. I know you're not oh, a fan, yeah, Matt, but yeah. that band rocks. Okay. They butt uh, rock. No, but uh, we almost got in a fight with a uh, Keanu Reeves lookalike in the crowd towards the end of the show. How could you fight a Keanu Reeves lookalike? he was being a dick <laughs> my friend well, it definitely wasn't keanu reeves then my friend didn't mean to leave his wedding ring on for the show and he went into the last song and like went to the pit and his ring just like went flying so we were oh, looking shit. for it it's like a two thousand dollar wedding ring or something like that so we're like looking for it during the last song everyone's trying to like go crazy because it's the last song and then people were getting mad at us for trying to look for the ring and then that's when Keanu Reeves stepped in and <laughs> got all pissed off at us. But we backed our friend up and then they made up and then we found his ring and everything was well. He did. He found the yeah. ring. Wow. It was nice. weird. So a guy from work was actually there as well. Didn't know he was at the show. And he also lost his wedding ring. What the fuck? And he also found his wedding ring. That's bizarre. It was a crazy night. Hmm. It was well, a lot of fun. August Burns Red is a Christian band, so they uh, believe in the sanctity of uh, a good old Christian marriage. So maybe they, maybe that was just God's way of saying uh, union band. Another thing that happened everyone. at that show was uh, someone proposed on stage. So there was just Dude, marriage <laughs> was in the air. <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, if you gave Converge a chance, you should give uh, August Burns Red a chance. They're more accessible, I would say. Okay. Phantom Anthem where it's at new album all right 
Sure. I'll, I'll peep it. Two best content related <laughs> items released in 2017 had Phantom. Phantom Thread, Phantom. Sweet. All right. You guys ready to get into some Oscar talk? Oh, I'm so ready. Yep. You guys got your, your bracket busters? Yep. Gonna... Well, we're going to do... We're going to do the bracket second, Tom. Hold your fucking horses, bud. Uh, First, we're going to talk about the 2018 Oscar nominations. So we'll start. uh, I have a list here. We're going to go through. Did we decide? Are we going to do every category and even the ones where we have no fucking idea? Just like make a pick. Just for this. Just for the sake of having a pick. Like the technical things. No, we're doing that. No, we're doing best sound mixing. Ones. I'm best, talking more oh, okay, like yeah. best animated short. You know, none of us saw any of those shorts, but go with the cool. Just title. go with the gut. Yeah, you know. Hmm. Anyway, fine. How many are there? There's like 22. It's we don't really need to Rapid say fire. that much about these. Okay. <laughs> but what we're gonna do? We're gonna say uh, what we personally think should win is deserving of winning, and that but then what we actually think is gonna win, hmm. and then what we're actually gonna tally is. Well, ultimately, are you playing. keeping track of all this? I'm just gonna go back and listen to the episode, and I don't feel like doing a word document thing. I'll get our picks back later. Okay, got a big list here. There's like tw- 22 or so categories. We're gonna start at the bottom of this list here with visual effects. So here are the nominees. <laughs> we got Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And war for the planet uh, of the apes. It's I, a pretty good. It's a pretty good category. Yeah. I gotta let you guys know. I just rewatched Blade Runner twenty forty nine this mm. afternoon. And, so like, oh. I'm predisposed to pick it for every category. <laughs> okay. uh, it was your number still one. Still the best movie so. of the year. I'm dying for a rewatch. Oh man, soon. it's just like all of Denny Villeneuve's <laughs> movies. Second time, even better. Yeah, that's true though. I still haven't seen Arrival a second time yet, but it's better. <laughs> uh, well. I would go with Blade Runner 2049, both as my personal pick and the pick I think will win. What do you, what do you guys think? I think Blade Runner will win. Um, probably give it to Star Wars. Just For your personal pick? Sure. Okay. Although I'd, I don't really have a huge, strong opinion about which one I'd want, because I like a lot of those They're movies. both great. I'd be happy. I'd be like happy. Like War for the Planet of the Apes, I would be okay with. Yeah. Kong even. I mean, is there a comparable mm, category that I should be aware Kong of? Like best CGI or something like that? No, not the Oscars. Okay. No, yeah. I think that my personal pick is Blade Runner, but I think that Star Wars will get it. Okay. Okay. Do you guys remember a couple of moments from Star Wars? I None of it. Forgetting them? No. It's all lost in the. Okay. In the... <laughs> Never mind. In the dark side? <laughs> to the dark side. <laughs> All right, next category, costume design. We got Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The mm. Shape of a Water, and Victoria Abdul. Both. Phantom, Phantom Thread, Thread, both. Both, both. Yeah. Shape of Water is pretty fucking good, too, but I well, didn't see I was Beauty thinking and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. But there's only, like, three costumes. Everybody else is just, like, a clock. So <laughs> I'll go with Phantom Thread for both of mine as well. Cool. That's Sweet. an easy one. Oh yeah, you Tom it's, caught up with Phantom Thread. Last time we recorded, oh, yeah. hadn't seen it. Yet. It's gonna win. Yeah, I mean, it should. It's gonna. Uh, well, this one, uh, makeup and hair. Only three nominees, and I didn't see any of these movies. <laughs> we got Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. Those Ooh. are the nominees. 
Darkest Hour Darkest wins. Hour should win. I guess I gotta go with Darkest Hour just because Gary Oldman does not look like Gary Oldman. You know, I would say both chameleon. for that. Fuck it, same. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter <clears throat> for the first part. Uh, original song. This one's better than the Golden Globe one. Okay. Uh, we got Mighty River from Mudbound. Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name. Oh, fuck. Remember Me from Coco. Stand Up for Something from Marshall, which I don't think any of us saw. That was that like a uh, civil rights lawyer movie. Yeah. Uh, stand, or I just said that. And uh, This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, which that that's the one that won Garbage. the Golden Globe, right? That movie. Did you garbage. see it? You saw Great yes. Showman. You can talk about it later. <laughs> uh, okay, I my personal pick is Mystery of Love from Call Me by Your Name. I've listened. I've been listening to that yeah. song constantly. That song's amazing. That would be my personal pick. <sighs> I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Mystery of Love. I don't think it was nominated for the Golden Globe, but I'm going with it. I am too. For I both? still, I still wish Remember Me got some props, but. For both. Oh, that that would be my second one. I yeah, love that song. Same. Great song. I'll go both as well. Both, Fuck both, it. both. Man, you, you, you. Let's make it easy. The uh, <laughs> make it easy for me. <laughs> who gets kicked in the balls is going to come down to just a couple of hinge moments. Best picture. All right, best original score. Uh, Good time is not nominated, Travis. So I'm sorry. That's uh, that's a shame. I mean, are you guys surprised though? No, no, <laughs> not really. No, not for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Dunkirk, Hans Zimmer score, Phantom Thread, composed by Johnny Greenwood, The Shape of Water, Alexander Desplat, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, John Williams, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Carter Burwell. So, this is a toughie. It's a couple heavy hitters in that. I would like Dunkirk, but I think uh, Shape of Water will win. It also I, won the Golden Globe, so I'm just riding that train. I'm going Shape of Water personal pick. I'm going Johnny Greenwood Phantom Thread as the winner. Phantom Thread personal pick. Winner. Dunkirk. I feel like the score in Dunkirk, I mean, we talked about this, the score in Dunkirk, it's like really effective, but like, I don't know, like who just listens to the Dunkirk score, you know, like that's me, maybe that's just a personal thing. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe that's like, maybe the, the Academy doesn't factor that in, but like I, I do like something I would actually put that on a walk to to your bus. Intense. I don't know. I feel like if the Blade Runner score was on that list that neither Blade Runner or Dunkirk would win, but. Since there's only one that's like that, um, has Zimmer won before? Yeah, I'm assuming you'd yeah. think he's won like two or three he times. He won for Interstellar, didn't he? How about for Gladiator? Did he do Gladiator? Oh, I don't know. On Zimmer, I think he did. That would make sense, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely won before. All right, moving on. <clears throat> Production design we got Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049. Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Uh, I say personal pick. Uh, wait, sorry. Can you say it one more time? <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, yep. Blade Runner, yep. Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water. Okay, personal pick, Blade Runner, 
What's going to win Shape of Water? Same. Ooh, this is tough for me. See, I feel like the Shape of Water gets the edge for me as far as what I think will actually win because it's it feels a bit more feels more <laughs> classical, you know? There's also, like, it feels like... It doesn't really feel like an old Hollywood movie, but, it, you know, it kind of has that aesthetic, you know, like the costuming. There's even the scene in the movie there, you know, like I feel like the Academy is just going to eat that shit up. Yeah. Well, and it was pretty low budget, too, so that also makes it even more impressive. Blade Runner, Blade Runner. Cool. Sound mixing. We Blade got... Runner. No. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. We got Baby Driver, Blade Runner, Dunkirk. Shape of Water, Star Wars, Last Jedi. Dunkirk times two. Yeah. Yes. We got sound editing. Same. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh, we got, oh, it's the exact same nominees. So Baby Driver, Blade Runner, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, Star Wars. I'm going Dunkirk, Dunkirk. Yep. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> film editing this one's a little more interesting so we got baby driver of course you got dunkirk i tanya the shape of water and three billboards outside ebbing missouri dunkirk both film editing mm-hmm. oh fuck dunkirk. come on those three stories intersected i mean <laughs> See, I'm going. All right, I'm going. I'm going. Baby Driver personal pick. If there's one thing I can say about Baby Driver, as far as like what stands out in that movie, it's it's the way it's edited. Uh, Dunkirk is going to win now. Uh, what's the list again? One Baby Driver, Dunkirk, mm-hmm. I Tanya, which is kind of a dark horse pick. I think the editing of that movie is pretty great. Yeah, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which I. Don't, I don't that one doesn't that really one. stand out to me, you know. Like it's, no. at least it's not. It's not. It's not an example of like exemplary editing, you know. Yeah, I do love that movie, but anyway. I think I give both to Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is really lame. I did not like Dunkirk that much, <clears throat> but you have to. You, <laughs> you also sat in the second row, <clears throat> a very large screen. That's true. I thought about rewatching Dunkirk today instead of. Blade Runner, just because I need to more so. But yeah, same. But I mean, resist. we can all agree that Dunkirk is a technical Marvel. achievement that we have not seen maybe ever. Like, pretty out of this world in that regard. <clears throat> Best foreign language film. I don't think any of us saw any of these movies, but we're just going to go for it anyway. We got A Fantastic Woman, which I'm excited to see. Have you guys seen that trailer? Mm-hmm. Looks good. Mm-hmm. It's the only trailer I've seen, I think, for a foreign film. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you'll you'll see one of these, I'm sure. Uh, the Insults, which is from Lebanon. Loveless, which is a Russian film. On Body and Soul from Hungary. And The Square. Oh, The Square. Sweden. Uh, having not seen any of these movies, I can't do a personal pick. But if I had to pick a winner, I guess I'll go with The Square. Would Killing of a Sacred Deer qualify for this category? No, because it was a... Uh, american oh. production okay um i guess the square just because that's the one i know the most mm-hmm. for both i think it's going to be fantastic woman mm. that's what i would have gone with otherwise <clears throat> all right best live action short film i'm just going to name the titles and fucking <laughs> uh we got decab elementary the 11 o'clock my nephew emmett the silent child and Watu Wot, 
slash all of us. First one. DeCobb Elementary. That one sounds good. Sure. Both. I'm going with The Silent Child. I think it's going to be Watu Wot. Watu Wot. <laughs> all right. Three. Uh, this is this might it might come down yes. to this. The three of us picking different choices here. <laughs> Best documentary short subject. I'm going to do the same thing. Edith and Eddie. Heaven is a traffic jam. Heroin with an E. You know. Mm-hmm. Knife skills. And traffic stop. First one. Traffic stop for me. Knife skills. That's the coolest name for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one I most want to watch based on the titles. A a cooking video. It's not going to (laughs) win. Oh, no. It's cooking. It's probably probably cooking. (laughs) All right. Best documentary feature. I have only seen one of these. Uh, We got Abacus, Small Enough to Jail, Faces Places, Icarus, Last Men in Aleppo and Strong Island, which is the one that I saw that my review was like, yeah, I saw it, it <laughs> oh, happened <right>. to me. <laughs> that movie. Faces uh, Places for 200, please. What was before Last Men in Aleppo? Icarus. Icarus. Both? Well. We, we haven't seen any of this. Oh, I guess. I'm doing that. All right. Well. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Last Men in Aleppo as my personal pick. <laughs> quite enjoyed that title. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Strong Island. Not just because it's the only one I've seen. <laughs> because it was amazing. Did you vote? Yeah, Icarus. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, now, now we're getting into the, the good shit. Cinematography. Blade Runner 2049. It's Roger Deakins. Darkest Hour, Bruno Del Bonal. I'm not familiar with his work. Uh, Dunkirk, Hoyt Van Hoytema. Mudbound, Rachel Morrison. And The Shape of Water, Dan Lauston. It's, it's the Deeks. It's his year. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. finally going to get his Oscar win. That's that's my personal and my, my actual prediction. Same. He's got to get it before he dies. If Blade Runner 2049 only wins one category this year, it's going to be cinematography. It, it, it has to be. It has oh, to be. <laughs> Oh, just thinking back, some of those scenes Dude. coming down the stairs with the light effects. Oh, oh God, God, come on. Get out of town. Yeah, double me up for that, too. All right. I'm a double stuffed Oreo for Blade Runner. <laughs> QQQ. <on this. laughs> Adapted screenplay. We got Call Me By Your Name uh, by James Ivory. The Disaster Artist, Scott Neustatler and Michael H. Weber. Logan. I was surprised to see that here. Uh, got Scott Frank, James Mangold, and Michael Green. You got Molly's Game. Aaron Sorkin and Mudbound, Virgil Williams and D. Rees. Call me by your name, personal and prediction. Same, same. Sweet. I didn't fact check this, but um, I heard that the James Ivory's like ninety years old. Is he really? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh shit! <laughs> Good on him. Uh, okay, that is interesting. That's a story about like young love. You know, yeah. this fucking decrepit old man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one responsible for the screenplay. That's cool. Uh, animated short. I'm just going to. We've only seen one of these, and it's because it's the Pixar short. Uh, we got Deer Basketball, Garden Party, Lou, Negative Space, and Revolting Rhymes. Since I've seen it and I loved it, I'm going Lou. Yeah. That, was that the Cars 3 one? Like before Cars 3? Or no? Yes, it was. The playground. <clears throat> did I say Coco or did I just say Pixar? No, you yeah, said Yeah, it's Pixar. the Cars 3. Yeah. Yeah. The Cars 3. Oh, you didn't so see I didn't see oh, it. Oh, so you didn't see Lou. I, oh. That one for I sure. Pixar always wins. I saw the Frozen not so short. Yeah, not, not blaringly nominated. absent from this list. Ugh. 
I wonder why. Uh, okay. What was the one that was after Lou? There was something that sounded cool. Negative space? Yes. You're going to want to go Lou on this one, unless you want to get kicked in the neck. Don't tell him <laughs> what right, to do, man. All right. It was Lou. Fine. <laughs> it's not good. All right. Best animated feature. This is an easy one. The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, Loving Vincent. Coco. Can we just say Coco, Coco and move Coco on? Coco Rita, yeah. Rococo, Rococo. <laughs> Best director. We got your boy, Chris Nolan, Dunkirk. Tofu. We got Jordan Peele for Get Out. Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread. Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. Personal pick. Phantom Thread. Winner, Shape of Water. Personal pick, Dunkirk. Winner, Dunkirk. Personal pick, PTA. Mm-hmm. Uh, winner, Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Okay. Supporting actress. We got Mary J. Blige for her role in Mudbound. No. Allison Janney, I, Tanya. Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread. Lori Metcalf, Ladybird, And Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. Uh, I'm going Lori Metcalf, personal and prediction. Oh, um... Allison Janney is really good too. But... So did you see I, Tanya? Mm-hmm. Oh. Cool. Yeah, I caught up with that. Cool. Lori okay. Metcalf, personal. Allison Janey, winner. Okay. That. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We all want Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Supporting actor. We got Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project. We got Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. Personal pick. Sam Rockwell, winner, Willem Dafoe. Sam, Sam. Sam, Sam. Sam, Sam. Sam, Sam. Both of you guys. Wow. Sam Sandwich. Wow. All right. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> All right. Lead actress. This is, for me, probably the most competitive category. We got Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water. Oh, this is a good category. We got Frances McDormand in Three Billboards. We got Margot Robbie, I, Tanya. Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, Meryl Streep, The Post. I'm going to go personal pick, Francis McDormand. Prediction, Saoirse Ronan. If Meryl Streep wins, I quit. Dude, there's no, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way Meryl Streep wins. They had to give her a nomination. Yeah. She's an institution, but... <laughs> uh, Winner will be Frances McDormand. Personal, even though I don't think it is the best performance, Margot Robbie and I, Tanya. That's just your favorite performance? She is great. Yeah. I think that Frances McDormand is going to win, and she's my personal favorite. I wanted to go that way, but I just I got my, a feeling about my dark horse. Dark horse would be Hawkins. She's so good. I wish, like, I feel like she's kind of, as good as her performance is, she's kind of overshadowed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the Frances McDormand, like, Saoirse Ronan show right now. The Academy now, you know? rewards that stuff sometimes, though, like the artistic. 
I mean, didn't uh, uh, in the artist didn't the they artist. give it to uh, the guy, whatever his name was? Oh, I don't know. The lead yeah, actor didn't he right. win that year? Yeah. I'll anyway, be super out of the loop that year. Lead actor Timothy Chalamet, call me by your name. Daniel Day Lewis, Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out. Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Personal pick, definitely Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to give it to Daniel Day-Lewis. Personal, DDL, winner, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. They're going to finally give him his due. I didn't know that was a thing. He's been nominated a bunch of oh, times. Oh, man, there's like a petition. He's never won, him. yeah. It's like the same thing with Deacons. <laughs> well, it's also what happened with Leo. Like yeah. He was nominated a bunch of times and never got it. And then he so he almost killed himself. Man, what should, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> what should Gary Oldman have won for? True romance. Yeah, true romance. <laughs> uh, he's really good in the Harry Potter movies. I don't know if he was ever nominated, but... Uh, he's not a... That's not a lead role, though. No, I, I know. Okay. Start Oscar noms. Okay, well, my personal favorite was Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. and I... Uh, well, it's hard not having seen The Darkest Hour. I'll I'll say the darkest hour just because I don't think uh, I don't think DDL's performance was as uh, captivating as some of his previous. It's just not as showy, not you know, as showy, it's not as flashy of a character. Yeah, that's but a I do word think for it. it's yeah, yeah. I think he'll win. I think they'll give it to better him. come correct there, Tom. <laughs> Has he ever like when was the last time he was nominated and didn't win? He won for There Will Be Blood. He won for Lincoln. What about he uh, won for Chicago? Gangs of New I'm York. Sure. Gangs of New supporting? York. He won. Yeah, dude, he's an Oscar machine, man. He is. And this it is, is his. Last this is maybe movie. his last performance ever. It's true. Just saying, he's won enough, though. You know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't. I don't think it's this year. It's the old man. Okay. Did it? Wait, everyone solidify their picks, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Best picture. There's nine nominees this year. Have they ever done 10? They said like they increased it to 10 like maybe five or six years ago. Have they done 10 once? I feel like it's always nine. Nine or less, yeah. All right. Well, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, Personal pick, Call Me By Your Name, 100%. I think... Ladybird is going to win Best Picture this year. Um, even though I put Phantom Thread as number one, I'm going Dunkirk for both. You really think Dunkirk is going to win Best Picture? Yep. Oh, shit. Technical Marvel. Wild card. <laughs> All right, Tom. Personal pick, Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Winner. Call Me By Your Name. Ooh, wow. Okay. All right. But I would have gone Lady Bird otherwise. Yeah. See, I think I think I think Best Director. They're not going to give it to Greta Gerwig, but I do think they. I feel like they're going to try and make a statement this About year with Lady Best Bird. Picture. I was. I thought maybe Get Out. Like honestly, I do think Get Out could win. That's why category. it's tough to pick winners for these because they're not always going to pick the best. They're right. Gonna... It's so political. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. So I think yeah. <laughs> I'm going Ladybird. No, watch though. it. <laughs> I'm going Ladybird. You know, with with the whole Me Too movement, Greta Gerwig being the only they did Moonlight last year, so they can't do Get Out this year. Yeah, yeah, it's just too yeah. much. Or Call Me by Your Name. 
True. That's that was actually part of my thought process, which is disgusting. Oscars. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. it right. Okay, cool. Well, those those are the Oscars. I'm actually pretty excited to watch the Oscars this year. I think there's going to be like some really interesting speeches. I think there's uh, a lot of really good nominees. I think they did get a job a good job of diversifying like the picks yeah, this year. There wasn't a know? ton of snubs. Mm-hmm. Wait, did we do best original screenplay? Yeah, we did. Because I wait, I is it like, not on this list? I feel like we didn't we talk did about that. the Big Sick, and the Big Sick was nominated oh, they, for that. Oh, no. But did I skip over original screenplay? Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I must have. Okay, original screenplay: The Big Sick, Emily V. Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani, Get Out, Jordan Peele, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro and Vanessa Taylor, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Martin McDonough. I'm going personal pick, The Big Sick. Same. Winner, get out. Personal pick, three billboards, winner, get out. Uh, Lady Bird is the winner. I, I was between Lady Bird and Get Out. I'm I, I won't win Best Picture. But I really wish The Big Sick play. would win. But, and it could. Like, I don't <laughs> think I'm like, I do think the, the Big Sick has a chance. I think that's yeah. the only nomination I got. But Which is sad. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, cool. Not enough room on those stages. Guess not. Who's hosting? That's a good question. Who is hosting? I have no idea. Hopefully Don't Chris Rock. This. I'll pull this up. Yeah, well. The whitest white guy, you know. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Uh, okay, well. Those were our Oscar picks. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll come back in a couple weeks. When are the Oscars? Like early March, mm. right? It's Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel? I do like Jimmy Kimmel. Everybody likes him. He's Jimmy also Kimmel. the most outspoken of Anti. the uh, of the late night hosts. Him and Colbert. Yeah. Thank God it's not Jimmy Fallon. Can you imagine if they had Jimmy Fallon do it this year? Oh, People would no be way. so upset. All right. Cool. Well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to uh, go over those picks and see who's getting kicked in the balls. But um, <laughs> let's move on. We're going to do another bracket. This is best picture winners since the year 2000. So... We'll start with the two that we decided to cut from the list because we had to cut two. Uh, Crash, which is a trash film. We cut that. Second one that we cut was A Beautiful Mind, uh, uh. which Tom enjoys. I've never seen it. <laughs> I, I think I started it when I was younger, but I never mm. I never finished it. I don't know what, what it was up against that year. I have no idea. That would have been 2002. One. So No, Gladiator was 2001. American Beauty won in 2000. So it would have been 2002. Beauty was 99. I was just looking at this on Wikipedia. Yeah, but it won... For 1999. Oh, shit. Did I fuck up this bracket? Well, maybe just by one. Well, I put... Yeah, because it was going by the winner of like that year. Did you have American Beauty on this list? Yeah, American Beauty is on this list. Take it off. So what, what needs to be in there then? Uh, so was there only Gladiator one was 2000 if you don't have Gladiator on the list. Well, no, Gladiator is on the list. Beautiful Mind was 2001. Do not take American Beauty off the list. It was 1999. Yeah, what are we going based off of? Because the Oscars were in the year 2000, but that the films were of the year 1999, which I didn't realize until Tom pointed out. That's true. We should probably... Sorry, your bracket buster's gone. Okay, so... <laughs> What what do we Due put to in a technicality? Do we put in do we, so do we put in a beautiful mind? So oh, you guys thought we had eighteen, but we have seventeen. Yeah, so then crash. We oh. cut crash, and then we're good. Okay, uh, you put in a beautiful mind. Okay. I would vote crash in over beautiful mind. 
What? Where? It's just I, gonna lose. A beautiful mind sucks. No, it doesn't. Beautiful mind. Is it's just gonna lose. The movie, nice movie. Boring as fuck. The movie it's going up against is gonna lose anyway. So yeah, don't even it doesn't worry. matter. Whatever. Filler. It's a good movie. Okay. Well, rather than going through the list, I'm just gonna read the bracket. In the well, no. Are you doing random generator? I did a random generator. So what we always do is we take our picks, Mm -hmm. we put it into a random generator because otherwise we pick the seeds. Like, and we're determining who's going to advance. You know, read the list right quick, and then we'll just go through the matchups. Okay. Let me. I have to pull up the the list again real quick because I don't want to read them. Uh, I'll go chronologically. I'll start with 2001, which we're Gladiator. (laughs) Picture winners. That, isn't that from us, from Conan O'Brien? Right? Yeah. <laughs> or it's in the year 3000, right? No, they always do 2000, I'm pretty Was sure. Was it 2000? Yeah. No, because they were doing that after I know, the year I 2000. think it's kind of a joke. Really? <laughs> well, anyway. Okay, so starting with... This would have been the film released in 2000, but this was the 2001 awards. We got Gladiator, A Beautiful Mind, Chicago... The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Million Dollar Baby, Crash, The Departed, No Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire, The Hurt Locker, The King's Speech, The Artist, Argo, Twelve Years a Slave, Birdman, Spotlight, Moonlight. Those are our picks. Those are the best picture winners released in the new millennium. Light, light, light. The incredible lightness of being. So what we're going to do, if this is the first time you've listened to us do a bracket, what we're going to be doing is we, like you said, put all these titles into a bracket generator so the seeds are randomized. And we're just going to go matchup by matchup, have a conversation about which one's going to move on in the next round. And then at the end, we'll crown the best, the best, best picture winner. Mm. All right. Mm. You guys fucking ready to do this? I'm pretty excited. Do you have any uh, extra of these in the fridge? I don't have any. But you can have that one. Over. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Rolling Rock, official sponsor <laughs> of Cinefiles Digest. All right. You guys ready? I feel good about this one. The first matchup, we got Martin Scorsese's The Departed going up against A Beautiful Mind. Okay. That's easy. I haven't seen A Beautiful Mind, so it's very easy for me, but... The Departed. The Departed. Should we just save our conversation for that later? Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything? Tom, you, you do like A Beautiful Mind. Anything you want to say before we say goodbye? Um, it has uh, kind of that feel that a lot of the good 90s dramas had, even though it was in 2001. You know, like, this is a good movie to pair with, like, Dead Poet Society. (laughs) (laughs) I like to make a beautiful mind jokes, but when I watched it, I was very underwhelmed. Yeah. And it has, um, it has, like, a whole Red Scare thing going on, which, uh, probably felt maybe a little bit edgier back then. I don't know. But compared to today, it's, I would like to rewatch it. It's pretty soft. First time I watched it. I love Jennifer Connelly. Not a fan. Was that a Ron Howard film? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was also, uh, who's that guy who was in The Da Vinci Code as like the pale guy? And he was. Never saw that. He looked like he he was going to be in a ton of movies. Uh, I can't remember his name, but, you know, he looked like an upcoming, like a rising star, but he was in A Beautiful Mind. I think that was the first time I saw him. So, anyway, good memories. I still think it's a good movie, but doesn't stand up to the departed which is a great film 
we'll get more onto that in the next round. Uh, okay, matchup number two. We got Spotlight going up against the King's Speech. Ooh. I think the King's Speech is a boring turd of a movie. So what? I'm going Spotlight on this one. They're Come probably on. both boring. King's turds. Speech is so boring. No, Spotlight <laughs> is not boring. Spotlight is great. You haven't seen Spotlight, have you? No, I have seen a King's Speech. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, I, I have to go with the one I've seen, though. So King's Speech. Oh, shit. Sorry, man. Tom? Well, I like Spotlight better. <laughs> oh, I thought... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I forgot how these work. <laughs> no, I don't love no, Spotlight. Just I just It's fine. They're both going to lose. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> I really like uh Colin and King's Speech though. It's a great performance, but that's one of those movies where it's just like that's why you see the movie. Like the actual content is I feel like not I might have cried. Interesting. It shouldn't have won speech. best picture. I feel like it like was immediately forgotten after the fact. Yeah. God, what was that one up against? It bothers me so much when I look at what all these these winners. Because you want to know like what should have won that year. Yeah, know? I'm pretty sure it was like against her that year. Mm. No, her would have been 2013. So that would have been. Well, the what was year... King's Speech like? Twelve. Uh, 2011. It came out in, like early college. Nah, uh, her close. that would have been the year. Twelve Years a Slave, I think, is what beat her. Her wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. I think it was. Her. Mm-hmm. Was it? Wikipedia, dude. I don't know. You got the 1999 thing wrong, so. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust anything I say. Uh, okay. So that's that matchup. Spotlight moves on to the next round. We got Chicago going up against The Artist. Chicago is the only other movie besides Beautiful Mind that I have not seen. So I have to go The Artist. What are your thoughts on The Artist? Because I haven't seen it. It's good. Both are beautiful pictures. Yeah, the artist. It's uh, it's one of those movies that doesn't have the same like impact that some of these other films have. You know, like it's very ple- like it's a pleasurable watch. It's very well sad. Done. It you know it's it's a uh, it, not an homage, but you know it's mm-hmm. reverent for a very specific era of film it plays with your expectations you know it feels like an old hollywood movie but does some interesting things with that it's a beautiful love story it looks boring it's not boring it's it's good it's just i was on the fence about it but when i saw it i actually enjoyed it quite a bit yeah it's not one of those movies that you're gonna think about a ton after you see it you know yeah but it's it's very good well chicago's a kick in the pants so i'm going chicago on this one i gotta go chicago chicago fair enough especially because like i didn't want to watch it for years just because I thought it was going to be terrible. Yeah, you loved it. And it's such a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Visually, just incredible. Catherine? Zeta Jones? All the ladies. <laughs> on isn't, the isn't Daniel D. Lewis in Chicago, too? No, he's in Nine. Oh, right. The other musical. Yeah. It's the same director, though, right? Yeah. Laz Berman? Or is that someone on? No, did he not I do Chicago? Laz is the. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who did Chicago? It's some some well known. Uh, what's his name? Is it the guy who did Pretty Woman? Pretty Woman, really? It's like Gary Marshall or something. <laughs> Was it? Did Chicago? I think. Oh so. shit! What have I done? Just whatever you do, don't hit pause or stop or. <laughs> oh god! Quit. What am I doing? Typing at a weird angle is not uh, that idea. I'll, Chicago I'll be the producer, film. Man. I got it. You got it, Travis. Yeah. Not too late. Directed by uh rob marshall ah uh, fuck his brother <laughs> <laughs> okay well chicago moves on to the next round uh next matchup we got gladiator 
versus the Hertz Locker. Ooh, two man movies. I'm going Gladiator <laughs> on this one. I thought the Hurt Locker was uh, uh, did not live up to the hype for me. I think it's a solid war film. It's the best modern day war it's film. It's not at all true. Hurt Locker for the win. It's a great action movie. It's expertly directed. Dude, that speech. Jeremy Renner. That Russell Crowe gives killed. for that first battle. It's one of the best speeches. Of I honestly time. haven't seen Gladiator. When he fights those like tigers. Come on, my name is Maximus Decimus Barudius. No, you that wasn't that me. No, over a decade old. Don't I? Don't even really remember it to be honest. Hmm. But the Hurt Locker is great. I really liked the Hurt Locker. So uh, many good right scenes when it came out. But the opening scene, the sniping battle, when he pulls up the bombs, dude, it's nothing. And there's like ten bombs. It's nothing there. compared to Russell Crowe hijacking a chariot, riding around in a circle, and cutting off that that archer's head with the spikes coming out of the wheel of i do the have chariot. to watch gladiator <laughs> gladiator is <laughs> a cool movie i don't uh i have a lot of nostalgia for gladiator i love that movie when i was growing up i think yeah. russell crowe is like great in it one of our earliest one of the earliest roles for joaquin phoenix well yeah. maybe not earliest. oh man but, like, he's kind of so what in put it. him on the map He's so creepy. That scene, like the thumb, thumbs up, thumbs down mm. scene is pretty good. Oh, okay, I'm going to watch this this week. Gladiator is pretty sweet. Dude. But I hate to see the Hurt Locker go so soon. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom. Sorry. I don't. Give it the kiss of death. I'm yeah, gonna, fuck it. I'm going to behead the Hurt Locker here. <laughs> All right, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> All yeah. right, Gladiator wins. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. I, I think there's a clear winner here, but uh, No Country for Old Men versus 12 years a slave no offense to 12 years a slave but um i stand with no country for old men yeah 12 years a slave probably would have gone pretty far for me if it wasn't going up against no country but it's one of the best movies ever made yeah that's unfortunate yeah no country for old men okay no contest for no country we'll save it for later man that does suck though yeah, so I wish Twelve Years Twelve Years a Slave is better than basically every movie we've talked about so far in this mm-hmm. bracket. But mm-hmm. out in the first round, we just how these the things Hurt go. Locker, but no, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got Moonlight going up against Argo. I like Argo a lot. I think that's a great movie, but Moonlight is just so much more important, so much more poignant. Uh, it's a more more impressive film. I gotta yeah. go Moonlight on this one. I saw Argo in theater. Don't really remember much of it, but uh, Moonlight. There's some really tense scenes in Argo. Like yeah. Some really good, solid filmmaking. But Argo, mo- fuck yourself. That's a great, great line. Comedy. <laughs> great line. Yeah. Alan Arkin kills. Ben Affleck, it's like probably one of his best like actual roles. Like He's yeah. pretty good in Argo. Yeah. yeah. But Moonlight. Tom? Moonlight. Oh, I mean, you don't even have to ask yeah, Tom. True. It was his best film of, the, of uh, 2016. True. Mm-hmm. Is this your uh, bracket buster? <laughs> I haven't decided yet. I couldn't remember okay. the list. <laughs> okay. All right. Moonlight advances to the round of eight. We got Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Okay, this is my bracket buster. Oh. Versus <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. Lord of the Rings. Slumdog Millionaire is a great movie, but come on. It's Return of the King. Yeah. It's the climactic finale <laughs> to the greatest story ever told. So here we go. I will never <laughs> not cry. When Aragorn says, you bow to no one. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm going Return of the King. Yeah. 
or no, kneel. It's you kneel for no one. Is that what it is? Yeah, because they don't bow. They go to yeah. take a knee and then yeah, I honestly haven't seen it since the theater. And then dude, everybody like at the, the at Gondor, like everybody mm. takes a knee and oh my god, it's so beautiful. Camera pans out. And when when uh, top. uh I also cry every time Sam gives that speech to Frodo when they're like climbing to the summit of Mount Mordor mm. and like Frodo's like about to give up and oh god, oh god. Sam's a shit. Turn the king. Matt, if you fuck me, <laughs> I will fuck you. <laughs> uh, all right, return of the king. <laughs> Advancing to the round of eight. We got our last matchup here. This isn't this is an easy one for me. It's million dollar baby against Birdman. Oh or the unexpected God. virtue of ignorance. Million Dollar Baby doesn't deserve to be on this list. <laughs> no, I've only How seen that once. Sneak on here? I haven't seen it in forever, but is it really as bad as? It's not a bad movie. It's just say. I watched it recently, and it's not very good. Uh-huh. Like people remember it because of the ending. Like, yeah, I guess it's like it's very she got unplugged, affecting, but unplugged. Yeah. Yeah, she she like she wins the million dollar lottery and then gives it all to charity and then the scene of the film. It's a great story. <sighs> Never. She uh, breaks her neck like in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Isn't she paralyzed or something? Yeah. And then they and then they pull the plug. It's yeah. a, that's what you're saying. It's yeah. a great story, but I feel like Clint Eastwood's not a very good director, and I feel like he just gets a free pass because it's Clint Eastwood. I, I mean, know, fifteen seventeen to Paris could he be good. Also directed unforgiven so it's all down there bud okay but still you know what i mean i know what you a mean. lot of, yes. he puts out a lot of american sniper mediocrity. fucking uh oh, <laughs> grand torino rocks though no it doesn't <laughs> yes, it does. you're just a racist that's why you like it so much american <laughs> no. sniper is one of the worst movies i've ever had to sit through I posted many a. Um, you almost got in a fight with my uncle on the internet. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, that the year that movie came out. Yeah, I posted many a um, passionate Facebook post about how much I hate American Sniper. Hmm. All right, we're into the round of eight. Uh, first matchup here, we got The Departed going up against Spotlight. That's an easy one. I, as someone who recently rewatched The Departed, it's not one of Scorsese's best films. It's super entertaining. This is one of the movies where it was, they were just course correcting the Oscars. <laughs> Giving Scorsese an Oscar, even mm. though he didn't necessarily deserve it. Yeah, come on. The year. Departed is a great movie. It is. I'm still going to go with The Departed. I do like Spotlight, I think, the most at this table. but I've only seen The Departed once. I haven't seen Spotlight gotta go with the departed yeah yeah i guess departed is super entertaining i will give it that but you're gonna lose anyways matt ever the the actors are a little hammy leo leo is a little over the top jack nicholson as much as i love him and it's a great role oh, but he's, on. jack's great he's a little over the top in it you gotta see it again i watched it the, like six with months with the rat ago. where he's talking with the rat he does the thing <laughs> like Although the scene where he that like final shot. bashes, oh, this is so corny. Uh, the scene where Jack like bashes Leo's hand with his shoe, like he like breaks his arm with his shoe. That's a good mm-hmm. scene. It's yeah, no, the Departed's gonna advance, but Spotlight's a great movie. Okay. It's an important film. Yeah, I don't know if I'm down to watch that, especially after the post. Mark Ruffalo is incredible in it. Michael Keaton's very good in it. Does it, um, does it move? 
Yeah, dude, it's like an edge of your seat. Like especially if that's you. That's what they said about all the money. Wait, you've in the never world seen it. And the post, dude. And those were both snoozers. Uh, no, I have not. Oh, why not? It's good. I don't know. It's on Netflix too. Yeah, it's it's really good. You'll you'll like it. It's not gonna be your favorite movie okay, ever. Okay. But I think you'll Gladiator like it too. first, but especially if you're not familiar with the story, like how deep it goes, like mm-hmm. how crazy the whole thing is. Like it's it's a remarkable story. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So the departed advances to the round of four. We got Chicago going up against Gladiator. I haven't seen Chicago, so I have to go Gladiator. Gladiator. <laughs> yes. Chicago, just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see Chicago. I do like that. It's the song. That's the, it. the one with all that jazz, right? Yeah. It's, it's and all that cool jazz. Song. It's a great production. Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, Gladiator. Yeah. Dude, The Departed and Gladiator, two of our top four. Yeah. This is, this is garbage. Well, you know what? Random it's generator. not our problem. We'll get you. It's, it's the Oscars the problem. Oscars. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, next matchup, we got No Country for Old Men and Moonlight. Fuck it. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. It's No Country for Old Men. It is Old Country for No Man. <laughs> Mm, okay yeah yeah how do you feel about that i don't know man no country for old men is so good anton sugar is the greatest anti-hero of the past like uh, 30 or 40 yeah. years like yeah fuck maybe all maybe one of, of all time if we're talking like one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever is the coin toss scene in no country yeah. for old men like that the gas station fucking scene yeah. <laughs> no, blows I, I, my mind i do agree that it's the better movie it's the winner here but moonlight would have been really high up on this for me yeah, yeah that's probably bummer. for me too yeah honestly i would have liked to see those duke it out in the finals yeah but mm, not for me i got another emotionally pick. moonlight is are you, are you going bird man <laughs> 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 all right no country for old men advances past moonlight uh <laughs> in the next round i can hear oh, him over here <laughs> don't you better not do this to me uh lord of the rings return of the king against birdman i know where tom is leaning uh, these are like two of your children Matt. i know <laughs> it's the killing of a sacred deer situation i'm, I'm going birdman i'm going birdman <laughs> As much as I love Return of the King, going Rotka, uh, Rotka for the win, fucker. Now Return I know how you King. felt in all these other brackets. Sorry, dog. Come on, Birdman is like Birdman is awesome and bizarre. It gets better every time I watch it. Uh, I, I, I guess I liked it more the second time, but I'm still. I've only left, seen it once. I'm still left confused in a way that is like not Actually, satisfying. Can I change my vote? You absolutely can change your vote. What? Ooh. I'm plotting right now. <laughs> what, you got the bracket memorized in your head, the whole structure? Well, no. I... Oh, I know what he's I'm... doing. He wants to go Birdman because he knows you're going to go Return of the King in the next round. So he wants, because I'm, I'm on to you. Yeah. You, you <laughs> fucking weasel you. No country? Who? No, against something else? Because he knows I'll pick no country over Birdman, but he does not know that you won't pick Return of the King but over. In, I mean, I'll still pick. Unless you're trying to fuck me. I'm <laughs> oh my god! I'm not vindictive. Just pick Return okay. of the King. All right. 
You like okay, it more. Fine, you think fine. it's better yeah, than Birdman. No politics in our brackets, I will, okay? I will storm out of this <laughs> building. <laughs> no politics. Okay, okay, fine. I've talked about Birdman previously on the show, but that's one of my favorites. Like, I absolutely love that movie. I mean, um, uh, it's my favorite. I think it's probably my favorite in RE2 film. The I, Revenant, I think. dog. No, I definitely prefer it I to the Revenant. the Revenant. The only one that comes close to me is probably 21 Grams, which I do love a lot. That's a good movie. I, I need to see it again. Um, yeah, the performances in Birdman, the camera work, the no cut, the editing Tom, style. Yeah, the camera work. The yeah. music, you know, the, the jazzy the drum Revenant. stuff. Huh? The Revenant. It's not Baron Birdman, dude. Yeah. The Revenant was a special experience in the theater. Mm. Yeah, it was. It's great. I could have uh, got another hour in there. <laughs> let's, let's do this. I mean, The Return of the King even has better birds than Birdman. <laughs> Those eagles so. of uh, eagles of what? What are they called? Huh? They're just called the eagles. No, they're from somewhere. Yeah, they're from the airy in the... Rock, eagles eagles the, of the year the, the rockies so you're not con- confusing <laughs> the game of thrones with the <laughs> no they're from the eerie yeah the, the, night, same thing. the that's where of birds Rome. live is an eerie <laughs> oh i see what you're saying I you're, I'm just, yeah, man. so it's rocka <sighs> yeah but you gotta quit that <laughs> yeah i don't like rock <laughs> at all <laughs> oh i don't like t shell okay. unless you call it loader loader rocka loader rocka all right, yeah, that's a tough one for me. Like Travis says, like picking between my two babies. Yep. All well, right, Matt, should we blindfold you and spin you around a couple of times? <laughs> I'm not changing my vote, but I lose. So, Birdman, goodbye. Bye, bye, right. Birdie. Bye, bye, bye. All right, we're in the round of four. We got the Departed going up against Gladiator somehow. How <laughs> the fuck that happened? But uh, I guess I'm. I guess I'm going gladiator. <laughs> I don't know, man. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> man. Gladiator really lucked out with these seeds. Before, before we started talking, I never would have thought the departed like that I would not pick the departed over Gladiator. I do like both those movies a lot, but like but neither of them are like favorites of mine, you know what I mean? Like Hmm. I I'll go the departed. <sighs> the departed. All right. Give me a crime drama over sword and sandals epic any day. I don't know, man. Yep. Dude, that scene where Russell Crowe is fighting—it's uh, like a—it's like the only one on, besides the Walking Phoenix thing. It's like the one-on-one fight scene where the other dude just massive. Oh, he's wearing so much. You armor, know what? It's like cut his Achilles. And stuff. It's Gladiator. Like, it's Gladiator. Okay, dude. The tigers. Oh, that's shit. such a great scene, dude. That chariot scene is also fucking sweet too. And that opening God. battle, like in that forest, the opening. That's oh, crazy. And that's that line so he has—he's like the frost. <laughs> What? Sometimes it makes the blade stick because <laughs> that other guy can't get his sword out of his oh, sheath. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he just fucking whatever chops his head off or something. Dude, those big fur like coats mm. that they're <laughs> coats, but mm. you know. I don't know. I think I can quote like fifty percent of the Gladiator. So it's it's a cool you movie. Would, you would like the Gladiator. I would. It's not the Gladiator. <laughs> well, it's just Gladiator. Yeah. Okay. Thirteenth mm. Warrior. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, gladiator. Gladiator. It's not going to make a difference because no. this is this is the real tough one. Not, for, I mean, it's not for me, but 
No Country for Old Men going up against Lodoraka. No contest. No country. No. Yeah. Man, why couldn't why couldn't it have been Return of the King, No Country in the Finals? I know, right? It's a bummer. So it goes, I suppose. All right. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So let me before we move on. Do you guys think Return of the King is the best Lord of the Rings movie? Because I do. Um, People think Fellowship is, but I think Return of the King is better. It's that's a hard thing to determine. They all have like really great moments. I feel like there aren't any lulls in Return of the King because the last like bit of Fellowship of the Ring is amazing. That's true. That and then I love the, I the love battle the in the middle of Two Towers is amazing. But then like the whole epic end of the story. Is the middle the stuff of Fellowship of the Ring is what I'm not as crazy about. Like I love all the stuff in the sh- in the Shire. But like all the stuff of them like trying to get to Rivendell. Mm. It's like my least favorite part of the movie. You know, like them going to the inn when they first meet Strider mm-hmm. and then they have to flee. Like it's it's good. I just I'm not so I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy and I've only seen those movies like once each. I'd love to go rewatch them, it's just such a commitment. But like it's Boromir, right? Like he Sean dies saving Saving Frodo. Yeah. yeah. And then Aragorn comes in. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that whole thing. And like that's the first time you see an Urukai, because he's birthed like halfway through the movie and then yeah. Aragorn has it and he fucking cuts his head off. It's so cool. That's like the best uh, the, uh, the Fellowship is my favorite. But I'm also a huge fan of the book. So like the whole stuff with the inn, you know, I was mad that they cut out even more like uh, just pointless side story, like a hundred pages of nonsense with the old forest with the characters. Yeah. They just cut that stuff out. There's more the right... of it in the extended cut though. Uh yeah i mean there's more stuff for sure but like they they cut out parts of the book that are just like completely pointless like the whole story of how the four hobbits get the swords that they have is is completely before the inn and in the movie they're just like aragorn just rolls out a (laughs) sack of swords and he's like pick one well i mean the only one who has a story is frodo's sword yeah they the other swords are just yeah right but there's in the book there's more like there's more meaning behind the swords that they are like gifted or like they have a whole they have like a whole experience that really does not play into the into the plot that much Mm -hmm. it's not it's not good writing but you know so it's the right call to take it out but all you know all that is just to say that i enjoyed the time that the story took and i like the low stakes or lower stakes of of the fellowship i like that they're all together And I love the Shire and the opening, you know, how pretty everything is, how good it feels. So I I really like the first movie. Yeah, same. But I feel like this is the Fellowship of the Ring is there's a lot of character development, which is it's all really good. That's why I love Fellowship of the Ring. But the fact that the character development is so good in the Fellowship of the Ring is what makes Return of the King so fucking good. Yeah, because you've developed the characters and it's literally just like. A roller coaster of emotions, to borrow a line from Travis. <laughs> Insane action sequences. Yeah. You remember when Legolas takes down that fucking elephant thing? Yeah. That's fucking yeah. dope. The ghost army. Yeah. Ghost army is pretty cool. Come on. The final scene in Mordor. They jump out of like a pirate ship with ghosts. Pretty sweet. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go and have another big, huge battle. They spend like five minutes saying, well, should we go to another battle? Yeah. Okay. The gist of this conversation is that all three of us love Return of the King, but no country for old men. Come on. Yeah. 
Oh man, I don't know how much we we've really talked about it on the show. Really said much about it. But No Country for Old Men is Travis. It's what? It's in your top five. It's for sure. No, right? it's my favorite movie. It is your favorite of all movie. Time, yes. Okay, it's a uh, movie that got me into movies. It's top ten for me. I fucking love No Country. It's like you know, towards the. I don't talk about it that much because it's like bottom end of my top ten. But yeah, I, it's the only movie I've watched and literally went back and watched it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that ending is like such an enigma, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Like, the more you watch it, like, the, the better it gets. But, like, the first time you see it, you're just like, what the fuck? That's, that's how the movie ends. And oh, then yeah. I woke up, fade yeah. to black. Those fucking Cohen bros, I man. Know, that's... I'm pretty sure I watched it the next morning. Like, I rented it with my family, watched it that night, woke up the next day, and mm-hmm. just watched it again. Yeah. Uh, so intense. Oh, dude. It's one of the most intense movies I've ever seen. Like, it's thrilling. Can we just watch No Country for Old Men <laughs> <Yeah>. right now? Like, <laughs> Show's over. Sorry. Yeah. Guys. All right. Well, we do still have the finals to go, you guys. Okay. Finals. It's the Golden State Warriors going up against the fucking, Trailblazers. I don't know, the Wildcats or <laughs> Bobcats. Charlotte Bobcats. Sorry, Is that a basketball team? <laughs> the Charlotte Bobcats? Yeah. The team? Are mm-hmm. they garbage? It's uh, it's the uh, Hornets. No, Bobcats are gone. Oh. Oh, so it's the Charlotte. Are, are, but are they a garbage team? Uh, No. So they're okay. They're okay. Okay. So yeah, it's the Hornets up against the Golden State Warriors. I would love to see that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know how the Departed. Wait, no, we won't Gladiator, right? Yeah, not yeah. the Departed. We won't Gladiator. This uh, is the finals. Yeah, dude. Gladiator this versus is it. No Gladiator versus No Country for Old Men. Gladiator. I can't believe this. We can't, We got to stop using these random. It got lucky. <laughs> Just sneaked its way in. Also, but Tom was getting at this earlier. We don't really feel that strongly about a lot of these best picture winners. Yeah, you know? like some of them we do, but it's just a testament to how fucked the Academy Awards are. Like they're probably gonna give Darkest Hour the best picture this year. Like let's be real. Like they're gonna be. Yeah. They're gonna fuck it up. Like they always do. Yeah. Last year we thought it was gonna be La La Land, yeah. and then it's like, nope. Sorry, Moonlight. Which, well, you know. that was that was a good call. <laughs> Fair enough. No one's talking about the La La Land. switcheroo. I'm talking. I was just talking about La La Land earlier. I think I'm watching that tonight. La La Land. Yeah. Oh yeah. I watched Moonlight this morning and La La Land tonight. Really? I I got on a text soapbox because there's this girl I've been texting, and she sent me a gif of like some girl like winking or something and i responded back with ryan gosling winking and she was like bad choice i'm not uh, attracted to ryan gosling and then i would just like girl like are you fucking kidding me right now and i would just like you're dead to me i I went on a ryan gosling rant Mm -hmm. but she didn't know that he did all of his own piano playing in la la land which come on i'm getting wet just thinking about it i mean he plays the piano in blade runner too <laughs> he hits like what one key? Yeah, one or two. He's a piano prodigy. I mean, it's never sounded better. That key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, no country for old men. Wins it. Wins the bracket. Easily, which, which I knew, I knew was going to happen before yeah, we started yeah. this bracket. But yeah, There's that, just they, they in got it. Okay, well, actually, okay. So, side question here: There will be blood. Is what it went up against. How do you guys feel? I mean, well, you know how I feel. I know, and yeah, I also think no country deserved to win. But Tom, look, no country. I mean, uh, uh, there will be blood is one of my all time favorites. So you you were rooting for there will be blood. I would probably pick there will be blood. Yeah, yeah. 
I love both. Oh, oh, you yeah. mean in the year? In the year? Yeah, yeah. they went what up against each other. That was the whole I thing. I was really conflicted. Really conflicted. Um, I think a lot of people. Were. I was hoping for there will be blood. Those are probably two of the best movies released in the last like twenty years. Yeah, the masters. God, the better. music and there will be blood. Yeah, dude, Johnny yeah. Greenwood. That was the first time they uh, they worked together. Hmm. Hmm. It's good shit. All right. Well, that's our Oscar bracket. No Country for Old Men. The best best picture winner of the new millennium. Okay. Well, that was a solid seventy minutes of Oscar talk, you guys. All that right. was good stuff. Well, we have a featured review. I, did I mention this at the top of the show? What we, I did, right? What we were going to be talking about? Uh, I don't know. We're going <laughs> to be know. reviewing the new Scott Cooper film, Hostiles. What else has this guy directed? Out of the Furnace, Crazy, Crazy Heart. Heart, and Black Mass. Is Crazy Heart with Jeff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked Crazy Heart. Good I didn't movie. see Crazy Heart. The only one I've seen of his was Out of the Furnace, and I thought it was boring. Yeah. Uh, I did not no. get the chance to see Hostile, so this is going to be a Tom and Travis review. Okay. But I'll chime in. I have some feelings about Scott Cooper, so I'm going to be a little hyperbolic, and I'm going to say some uh, things that uh, are not based in you much at all, but can't back up. I'm still going to do it. Uh, all right. Well, we have a clip to listen to. Let's do that. Corporal. Ready for the journey, sir. Yes, you are. Lieutenant. Captain. I want to say what an honor it is to be chosen by you, sir. Give you everything I'm made of, you can sleep on while you're here. Private! Pardon, Monsieur, but Captain, I have a question before we depart on our journey. Mm-hmm. As a new arrival to Fort Berenger, and quite frankly, with someone with less than ideal experience, I don't know why I don't. I'm just curious why, why you choose me. I didn't choose you. He did. Okay, Hostiles, as we said before, is the latest film from writer and director Scott Cooper, who's known for Crazy Heart, Black Mass, Out of the Furnace. Plot synopsis reads, in 1892, a legendary army captain reluctantly agrees to escort a Cheyenne chief? Cheney? Cheyenne? Cheyenne. Cheyenne Cheyenne chief and his family through dangerous territory. Yes. What did you two? think of hostiles uh, i thought it was pretty pretty bad oh yeah yeah mediocre to poor <clears throat> did you find it boring um because i found out of the furnace is the only thing i've seen of his and i thought it was boring you know it is a little bit boring yeah actually i would say it's mediocre to okay it's i mean it's, it's you're decent. on the upper side of 50 percent. yeah it's decent but it's not anything memorable i wouldn't race out to see it um it's not like offensively bad but i have a lot of just issues with it with the decisions not not the like the character decisions but the writing decisions and the like how they constructed this whole plot and what it's so cliche in in certain ways like he has to you know he's a grumpy old like racist soldier and he has to escort literally his nemesis for no apparent reason they just pick him because he knows the trails to montana and he <laughs> yeah. has to escort his nemesis native american chief uh, you know that like they fought against in many wars and who's committed heinous crimes against humanity yeah when his to his ancestral homeland to die 
when his <sighs> boss gives him the assignment, like in his room or whatever, I was yeah. like, he was like literally laying out the plot in the yes. scene. Like, oh, absolutely. This is the plot of the movie. <laughs> and there's so, there's about 60 references back to, you know, those, those old days when we used to blah, blah, blah. And we used to scalp the Indians, you know, and uh, it was great. Those were great times. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's the message is obviously a little bit more nuanced, but it's like, you know, in movies where they're just like, oh, yeah, remember when we did that thing together? Yeah. We're old friends. But it happens eight times. A little too, like, (laughs) rah-rah when it comes to, like, Indian killing, it sounds like. No, not too rah-rah. It was was really just, like, how you set up the character and Mm -hmm. his relationship to all these other people. It's like... You know, everyone knows his name. Why do they know his name? And they just do it poorly, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, they didn't build up the legend that well. No. So who's the legend we're talking about? Is this Christian Bale's character yeah. or the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, great mustache, though, yeah? Uh, yeah, great mustache. He doesn't look, <laughs> look great like it needed trim, but it works. <laughs> uh, I also had problems with the um, the way that race was treated in the film because they, they try to be creative but it comes or not creative but uh, like a little bit more balanced they tried to give the characters some some uh dynamic elements but it just came across as like ham-handed uh well and there's a final showdown per se yes which is so so obvious who's gonna die in the final show such bullshit (laughs) um so when about the race thing Mm -hmm. so he's escorting a Cheyenne chief and he has like, he can speak Cheyenne and he knows a lot about all the, the tribes, which is, you know, cool. I dig that. in like those old period pieces. Um, and there really were like people who spent that time, uh, with native American tribes and probably were very racist, but still understood the culture, understood the do's and don'ts, um, all of that stuff. But he's like completely racist against Native Americans. And then he has like an African-American sergeant or something that works under him. And they are like best bros. And he's just like, you know, (laughs) you're the best soldier I ever had. All this shit, you know, trying to show he's not just a racist in general against all non-white people. And it's like, okay, Uh, could you be more like, could you have done this in (laughs) a slightly less interesting way? I I don't know if you could have. And then they all hate uh, whatever tribe it is. It's uh, uh, I can't remember which which other tribe it is. It's not Cheyenne. They're all racist against this tribe. This tribe just shows up, fucking murders the family in the first two minutes. Spoilers. So they like villainize one tribe. They totally then, villainize yeah. one tribe. Huh. Just like no nuance there. Did you, am I missing something from that one? No. Yeah. Uh, they all just hate the, it's not Apaches, but you know, whatever. It's just whatever the Apaches, is, fuck Cherokee, those guys. Whatever the, yeah. like, there's a specific tribe that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I also had a less than stellar, uh, theater experience. Okay. We got to hear about this. So I went to like, the one o'clock showing on Saturday and it was like full. There was only like. Full? Yeah. Really? Random open seats, like one seats. Where was this? Uh, Crossroads in Bellevue. Crossroads in Bellevue was full at 1 p.m. on a Saturday yep. for Hostiles. So there was the whole front row was open. And then in the second row, there was two seats on the end. And then the the seat in the very middle. I'm like, not interested. <laughs> then the only other open seat is very back, kind of in the middle. So I took that seat. 
and it's really uncomfortable sitting between two people you don't know. You just can't like get comfortable. You know, like if you're sitting next to one person that you know, and then another person that you don't know, it's not as bad because you can kind of just like yeah. levitate to the other side. Yeah, yeah, sure. But like just sitting down, I'm just like, I'm not comfortable. And <laughs> the kid next to me is just like so interested in eating popcorn. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> all he cares about. Because <laughs> well, he probably didn't have lunch. It was one. Well, one o'clock. Yeah, know, and starting. I don't know why a twelve-year-old would be interested in seeing hostiles. <laughs> but anyways, I'm watching the movie um, uncomfortably, and then the last ten or fifteen minutes rolls around, and someone in the third row has like an audible reaction towards the screen, and it's like, like you know, like jumping at the screen. It looked like he was either having a heart attack or a seizure. I couldn't tell from the back row. He's like thrashing, like, like lunging towards the screen and like making this weird audible noise, like couldn't breathe or something. Did it match up to something that was happening on the screen? Like was something tense happening and he was having like, maybe, or did it seem weird that he was having some sort of reaction based on what was happening? It was more so that. Okay. But I guess maybe someone could react strongly to what was happening on the screen. (laughs) Choking on some popcorn probably. I, I don't know what happened and I didn't really stick around. But anyway, so that happens the person who's with them is telling the person that's not with them that it's okay, like this is normal, and just to like watch the movie. So we're okay for a minute or two. And then the lady next to the guy who was freaking out, she was like, oh my God, somebody help, somebody help. And then the whole theater is just like in a riot at this point. People are standing up, people are running towards him, people are like calling 911, people are going to get the ushers to come in. It was like, pandemonium it was nuts the last this is the last 10 minutes of the movie and here i am trying to watch it and like part of me feels here i am trying to enjoy this movie and here's this fucking guy having a medical emergency (laughs) well it put me in a weird position because it's like i don't need to offer help because everyone's already done that because i hate when people try and over help it's like okay there's already 12 people helping we don't need 13 you know yeah yeah. we got it unless you're a doctor yeah, exactly. I was like, someone more qualified should probably jump up and help because I'm not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I just stayed and watched the movie, but I like felt kind of guilty sitting there trying to finish the movie while this guy could be potentially dying in the third row. Sure. So yeah. I'm completely taken out of the movie at yeah. this point. Yeah. And so the whole 10 minutes, I'm just like, what should I do? Like, I'm not paying attention to what's going on screen. Maybe the last 30 seconds of the movie, the guy who works at Regal comes in, the movie cuts to black. And he's like, we're going to stop the movie. EMTs are going to come in and check on this guy. And we're going to make sure he's okay. And then we'll go ahead and resume the movie. And he says, if you want to leave and get a refund, that's fine. But, you know, we'll resume the movie afterwards. The lady next to me turns to me. She's like, what are you going to do? (laughs) (laughs) And doctor, the entire movie, we're not, you know. I was like, probably just going to go home because I'm not waiting around for this. She's like. Yeah, you're probably right. She's like, we already saw what happened anyways. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So I walk out of the theater just like mind blown. Nothing's ever happened to me like that in the movie. Yeah. And you use movie pass, I'm assuming. So you didn't care to like, right. you're not going to get your money back. Right. right. I probably could have like made a stink about something like, oh, you know, you totally ruined my experience and I got popcorn, you know, yeah. like yeah. something stupid about it. I'm like, I'm done. You know, that, that guy might have just died <laughs> so we don't know what happened if he made it no 
Hmm. I tried to do so, a little like you know. No idea yeah. what what happened, what actually occurred. He looked younger from what I saw, so I'm assuming it was like a seizure of some sort. Maybe he was like mentally handicapped and just had like you An know episode or something. Yeah, I don't really know, but it completely ruined the last 15 minutes, of the movie, <laughs> which I'm okay with. It's not like I was super into the movie. Like walked had out. Had it been a better movie? Pissed off. But yeah, no. <laughs> had that happened during Phantom Threat? Honestly, though, I was thinking riot. like. <laughs> This is probably the perfect movie for this to happen because, like, if this happened during like Dunkirk or Phantom Thread or something, I was super into. I'd just be like, "Just let him die." <laughs> <laughs> then come in after the movie. <laughs> but I couldn't believe they. I mean, I can believe it, but like, there was literally thirty seconds left. Like, just yeah. let it play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How do right? you know? How do you know it was that close to the end? You like, you just tell? Or? Well, I read the Wikipedia page afterwards, like the main plot. Oh, the, to see how the last much thing missed. on screen was the last thing like on the Wikipedia written page. on the plot. Oh, okay. and after talking to Tom, it sounds like that's the last thing that happened. That's the last thing that happens. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, that is an interesting story. More interesting than the entire movie itself. I had a similar. Have I ever told my 2001 a Space Odyssey story? Uh-uh. A similar thing happened. It was part of that. Cinerama was doing that like 60 millimeter like film festival, and I yeah. saw 2001 a Space Odyssey there, and someone like passed out and like had a seizure like right after the the space scene where it's like it's like nothing the but the sound of breathing trip? oh you know or it's just you just hear he's he's trying to fix something outside um and then we just hear this woman go oh my god someone call 911 and then everyone's like oh, what's going on so they like cut the movie emts came in took this person out but because it was actual film they had to like they couldn't just like press play yeah again. so we had to watch that entire scene over again which I was okay with, but the girl I was dating at the time, like she hated that scene and was really <laughs> uncomfortable and then had to relive the whole thing over again. Like that's a long scene. It was yeah. like 20 yeah. minutes that we had to redo, but that's, that's, I mean, similar thing, you know, EMTs yeah. had to come in and it was hey, I've never thing. had like the, like the bulb, like blowout or anything like burnout or whatever. Yeah, Nothing, nothing crazy. crazy's ever happened, but that was just like, yeah. Hmm. Anyways. Screen never caught fire while you were watching? No. How are, uh, getting back on track, how, how are, like, the visuals in this bad boy? Is it, does it at least oh, look good? highlight like, of the film is the, scene the in scenery. The oh. Scenery. Yeah. That, they're in beautiful country, you know, and it's like, there's no cities or anything. So, it's just wilderness, which is really nice. It could have felt a little more, like, epic, though. Oh, yeah, they could have made it grander. Yeah. But they're, they're cool shots. Yeah. Some good landscape shots. Um, but nothing nothing right home about it. It wasn't like a saving grace of the film. Like it was just I would say that's probably one of the more like pleasing things about the movie, but I wouldn't say it's enough to like I don't know. The more I think about this movie, the worse I think it is. <laughs> the whole like scene in the rain though was pretty good. Yeah? When they're in the woods. Yeah, but it was cool. It it, it was it was fine. I I think well, one of my other problems with this story is that it's a point A to point B story. And stuff just happens to them the whole way. And mm-hmm. you it's you have to do that really well to like a point A to point B type of story. You have I don't know, it's just there's an art to making that. It did feel kind of formulaic too. It's felt really formulaic. Or like I mean, repetitive. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay this out for you. You got a white hero character. He hates another guy. They hate each other for years and years and years. They have to journey together for like a month. Guess how it ends up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you don't know? No, I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just, um, I don't know, uninspired. 
one it was like every night ends at the campfire and it's just like okay we get it like yeah let's move on (laughs) it sounds like this movie didn't really need to be made like it doesn't sound like it's doing anything no i mean there's some themes like undertones but is that anything you wouldn't find in any other western you know no (laughs) no uh although west duty's in it i like that who West Studi is the chief. He was also Magua in The Last of the Mohicans, starring <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. Magua is a great character. I was glad to see him. <laughs> and then uh, which we, what we mentioned during the uh, during the clip, T-Shall. Right, yeah. Is he was in this not, movie? was not expecting him in this. He's, so not, is, uh, he's not on the cast Jesse list Jesse Plemons is in it, too. Jesse Plemons is on this list. Yeah. But... T-shell? Yeah. yeah. I think he like must very have... minor part or like... Pretty minor. Very minor. He's got maybe like two or three scenes. <laughs> Private also... Felipe Desjardins. He does a French accent, <laughs> which was so terrible. Really? He speak, He can speak French, though. His French accent is garbage. Mm-hmm. I didn't Either find that it bad. or I don't have an ear for it. I, I didn't find it... it bad, but I didn't find it like... <laughs> I thought it was really bad. Great. How big it was a... just kind of weird to yeah. see him in the movie. So the, 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 the cast list here is kind of, it's in credits order, but Ben Foster is in this? Is he Christian Bale's nemesis or who is, who, what no, is Ben Foster doing this? Who's Ben Foster? Uh, he's you know the, ben Foster the one they like take captive after a while. Oh yeah. The hell or high water. He's the brother. Yeah. He was a pretty good character. Yeah. I usually always like Ben Foster though. He's good. Yeah. I like that guy. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to say about Hostiles? Not really. No. Not a ringing Don't uh, recommendation. No. Don't watch it. Nah. All right. Lay some star ratings on me. 2.5. I'll, I'll still give it a three. Three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's pretty mediocre. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's move into what we've been watching. Let's All try right. and uh, run through this uh, relatively quickly. Uh, Tom, do you want to talk about Phantom Thread first? Uh, sure. Yeah. Phantom Thread um okay i loved it i loved phantom thread it's not my favorite pta it's not my favorite ddl got a lot of acronyms happening um but i thought that the characters are incredibly uh it just incredibly built out through the film they're they're so interesting to spend time with and Mm -hmm. that's really all you're doing throughout the movie movie, so it's good (laughs) Uh, that it, I loved watching those scenes that you were talking about, Travis. <laughs> She's like biting the spoon and stuff. <laughs> those were good moments. It is funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, obviously the stuff, uh, like with all the dresses is really good. Um, I listened to a podcast actually with, with Paul Thomas Anderson. He was on uh, fresh air mm-hmm. and he's talking about a scene in particular where they have to, they have to do some quick work with a dress and he's like, it's basically our equivalent of an action scene. Um, <laughs> so I, I was into all of that stuff. Um, I was into the world that they created. Uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it. And it, it leaves you thinking. It doesn't really have... Um, I, I don't know if I would call it a twist, but uh, it just really leaves you thinking about the relationship and you have to kind of confront your own ideas about what a relationship is and the ending kind of sneaks up on you yeah yeah a little bit um yeah uh music's great too yeah agreed 
And we'd asked you this off air, but you think Phantom Thread would have made your top 10? Yeah. Yeah. For show? Definitely. Back half of my top 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, should I go next? Uh, sure. I watched a documentary that I really loved called Gilbert. You guys know what this is? Mm-mm. It's a documentary about Gilbert Gottfried. I was wondering. It's really good. He, uh, I mean, you know, he was known for a very long time, and he still is, for being very, very crass, very offensive. Um, so very the movie, obnoxious. Yeah. So the movie explores that. It's like, you know, it's like a retrospective of his career. But, like, the main focus of it and the heart of the film is the fact that he is kind of, like, turned into a family man. Like, he got married. No one thought he would ever get married. No one knows too much about his wife. He has kids. So he invited this filmmaker into his home. So you see, like, Gilbert Gottfried when there aren't cameras rolling. I mean, yes, there's a camera rolling. Yes. It's a documentary. Yes. But him in his element, just, like, Not he's... Performing. It's really funny. He's a hoarder. Like, they get into that. Like, he just, like, every hotel, hotel room he goes to, he takes all the shampoos and the soaps and stuff, you know? He's really funny. He's had a really interesting career. It made me cry a little bit, like... It's it's really good. It's it's an easy watch. What did you watch it on? Hulu. It's um, on Hulu. Okay. It's really good. I highly recommend it. He he's just a fascinating guy, and like getting to know him as a person, like I found. He has a podcast. You yeah, listen to it. Yeah, they get. Yeah. I have I've listened to like an episode or two, and they touch on that. Like they yeah. show a clip. He interviews uh, Richard Kind, who's like a another comedian. You guys you guys yeah. might recognize him. He's he does the he's voice. In a serious man. Yes, and he also does the voice of Bing Bong in Inside Out. Which one's Bing Bong? Oh, Bing Bong, Bong, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's Richard Kind. Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, it's it's really good. I I would recommend checking that out. Um I only have a I have a couple other things, but Travis, you want I saw Den of Thieves, the (laughs) new heist movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was about what you'd expect. Mm -hmm. Opening scene is pretty awesome actually. Pretty awesome like action sequence. Like they just get right into a heist. It did feel a little over long, though, like that uh, that scene. Like, I was enjoying it, but then a couple too many shots of guys just, like, firing an assault rifle. And it's like, okay, I get it. We can yeah. move on or yeah. whatever. Uh, story is pretty bad. Acting and dialogue, pretty bad most of the time. But you would probably expect that. I've, I read people saying that Gerard Butler's, like, back on top like, i was just revelation. gonna say it's yeah, like a revelation. Well, i've heard people say it's like his best performance in a long time i think it's bad yeah yeah like he just tries to be like the like cocky slightly not really crooked i guess but just like the cocky arrogant cop and the whole like backstory of him and his wife is so pointless and they spend so much time on it. like there's this movie's like two hours and 20 minutes and i'd say at least 30 to 45 minutes is pointless. Like there's just scenes that are just so unnecessary and not like integral to the main plot. Hmm. It should have been like 90 minutes, you know, maybe just like tight, you know, balls of the wall, get out shit. Yeah. But it's not. And they, the ending, I don't want to spoil it. If you got, if anyone wants to see it, but like they try and do like a huge type reveal thing. And it's so stupid. Like, it's like, oh, would have never thought of that. But, like, nothing adding up to it makes sense, really. It's just, like, a clever way to try and, like, surprise the audience at the end. Yeah. Well, and (laughs) there's a scene towards the end. It's a huge shootout. And it's in traffic. And so there's a ton of 
cars just sitting. Yeah. And it's between the good guys and the bad guys. So the cops basically tell the people in their cars just to get down before they <laughs> open fire. <laughs> and one of these, one of the, one of the bad guys pulls out a fucking saw, like the light machine gun. Uh, and the cop is just like, it's okay, just get out. I'm like, we'll be fine. I'm like, that would never happen. Never. Wow. Never. But yeah, it was, it was okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Better than Hostiles? Yeah, more enjoyable. Yeah. There's a couple cool moments. It's saying something. But overall, it's a bad movie. Yeah. Well, glad we didn't have to watch that one either <laughs> i think you're the real winner in this uh this yeah. story man. i got away scot-free yeah um scott cooper free thank god <laughs> uh tom yeah uh we watched force majeure mm. the other night first uh, time watch no second time for oh, me okay. i'd seen it uh i don't know a couple years ago whenever it came out as it tells me 14 or 15 yeah something like that. i love that movie i think it's fantastic yeah the, I've still uh, never seen it. Really? Uh, I think you really like it, actually. Yeah, I think okay. you would, too. It's kind of <clears throat> meditative, but it's also really uh, suspenseful, even though you know what you're looking at at the time doesn't seem like it should be suspenseful. But the way that they lay it out and the, the music, it's Vivaldi throughout the whole, the whole uh, film. It's a, it's a great movie. It's foreign, you know, so you got to read some subtitles. Um, it's funny too. It's like, so it's fucked up. Like it's a fucked up movie. So funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, great to watch with couples. I think because it's about it's the whole thing. Yeah, it's about you know like, what the. I probably situation. couldn't get Chelsea to watch it, but yeah, why not? She doesn't like foreign movies. Well, she doesn't like reading subtitles. Well, but it's it's actually nice as far as subtitles go because there's not a ton of dialogue. So there's lots of scenes where you don't need to do reading or, you know, it, you don't ever have trouble kept keeping up or anything like that. Yeah. So. You know what the plot of the movie is, right? Isn't it just like a family on a like ski retreat and there's like an avalanche coming? Mm-hmm. But do you like... That's all I know, really. Do you think it's too much to say like... Don't tell me anything else. Well, I mean, that's like the point of the movie. It's but like don't something... think of it as like a... It's not a spoiler. An action survivalist well, no, type it wasn't... thing like that. It's like a it's like a drama between family and the decisions that they make and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Is it in the Yorgos Lanthimos territory or not quite? Uh, it's not that brutal. It's a more, it's a much more realistic okay. yeah. like <laughs> decision that someone makes. It's more like, you know, rich people on vacation. But like the dealing humor. with their problems. Is the humor similar <laughs> to his like, or not really? No, it's not as cold as, okay. as Lanthimos. Mouse. Or strange. It's not like out there. It's not, you know. Yeah, I guess like after seeing the trailer for the square, I just kind of picture that movie them seems to be more out there, kind of the comparable. same realm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a that's a really really good movie. Five stars from me. Wow. Cube. Gotta watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll rattle off uh, two first time watches real quick. Uh, I watched Brothers with Tobey Maguire. Oh. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Movie fucking sucks. See, I like that it sucks. a lot in the theater. No <laughs> way. I, I the 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 point of the movie is that like Jake Gyllenhaal is like kind of a fuck up, and his brother is Tobey Maguire, and Tobey Maguire is happily married to Natalie Portman, and they have kids, and he's in the military. So the basically the gist of the movie is that Tobey Maguire's character 
goes back to Afghanistan and they think he's killed. So like there's like some sort of explosion or something and the military thinks that Tobey Maguire is dead. So they send troops to Natalie Portman's home. She thinks her husband is dead. So then she like kind of has like a relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Turns out Tobey Maguire was alive the whole time. So he ends up coming back and he has PTSD. So it's just like, do a PTSD. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. The movie's awful. I don't have much more to say about it, but it, like, <laughs> Tobey Maguire is like way too over the top. Jake Gyllenhaal's over the top. It does all the things you expect it to do. The. I did not enjoy it at all. I think I, I rated it like a 2.5 or something. Like, not good. Uh, movie that was good, though, was Revolutionary Road. Oh, yeah. That's the first great. time watch for me. Uh, yeah, it's just like a, a relationship drama, you know, Leo and Kate some good reunited. There. <laughs> yeah, there's some good stuff. I do think Leo's performance is a little over the top in it. Yeah. Kate Winslet is better, I think. Uh, Michael Shannon, though, it's like one of his best performances. I don't even remember him. He's being really in that. not in the movie that much. He's only in like two scenes, but fuck, like he steals the show. Yeah. I think, I don't know if he won that year, but he was nominated for best supporting actor that year um yeah he's great it's it's you know it's tense uh it's beautifully shot uh it's a sam mendes film who went on to do um uh skyfall and specter the, the bond movies he's done some other stuff um yeah i really enjoyed it it's one that i've been always thought looked kind of boring but i was always interested in seeing so there was a girl i went on a couple dates with who liked that movie a lot so i was like hey i'll give this movie a shot mm. yeah it's good the I've actually read the book too. Oh yeah, and uh, the ending of the book is amazing. It's kind of just like a, a throwaway kind of joke, but really, it's awesome. I don't want to spoil it if you ever read it. Also, <laughs> a very early role for Zoe Kazan. She plays the one that Leonardo DiCaprio has an affair with. Ah. She is quite cute. I have mm. a crush on her. <laughs> uh, Tom. Yeah, I watched one other thing. I watched uh, What Happened, Miss Simone, the documentary about uh, Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. It's oh. on Netflix. You guys seen that? No. No, it's a couple of years old, though, right? Like two yeah. years or so? Yeah. Um, it was good. Sarah really, really liked it. Um, I was a little bit bored, honestly. It's it's an interesting story because uh, I don't... Do you guys know anything about Nina Simone? I didn't know anything about it. Not a ton. No. But she had a weird, weird life and things took a pretty tragic turn for her. Um, so it was, it was cool. I think what was maybe missing from it for me is there aren't a whole lot of, uh, they had a ton of footage of her, but there's not a whole lot of moments where you get to just see her, like do a performance and just belt something out. It's, you know, there's a couple here and there, but, uh, I don't know. I guess I would have liked to see her ride in the high a little bit longer, but, uh, yeah, it was good good not amazing it's in the 20 feet from stardom realm uh i didn't see that i, heard that I didn't was see it either really it was good. good it was good <clears throat> okay yeah well that's it for me for movies i watched uh let's see oh i rewatched the counselor gave it a second shot <laughs> the movie sucks that movie's I fucking can't... awful I, that's what it's a movie i wish i 
could love or would Dude, love. Dude, Cormac McCarthy screenplay, Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ridley uh, Scott directed it. Yeah, like, it should have been an amazing movie, but yeah. it's fucking awful. It's so boring. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, like, convoluted and... Doesn't make any sense. No. Like... There's a couple, like, decent moments in it, but, yeah. like, they... Javier Bardem's character is so stupid, and, mm-hmm. like, the look of him, it just, like, bugs me. Like, I don't know. It's just... Cameron Diaz fucking the car, and, like, yeah. that's really dumb. The, the dialogue is really bad. It's bad. Too. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense, like why that movie sucked. Yeah, I remember that being one of the biggest disappointments yeah. of that year. Uh, I w- watched uh, Point Break, which is amazing. The new one or the old one? No, the old one. Okay, I still have that on my list. You've never seen it? No. Oh man, it's basically the plot of Fast and the Furious, but it's amazing. But better. Yeah, like the the scene where. Keanu Reeves just like free falls out of the plane to catch up with. It's pretty good. Yeah, so good. All the high stuff is great. It's a little corny, but him firing into the air at the end, classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole like the, the, them wearing the mask of the presidents it was a super cool look and mm-hmm. idea for you know bank heist, but mm-hmm. it's good stuff. You should definitely watch it. Okay. Uh, I also watched a. So I have a Filmstruck now. So I got like pretty much the whole Criterion Collection at my disposal. Mm -hmm. So I watched Robert Brisson's L'Argent. It stands for money. Mm -hmm. It's pretty boring. I've never seen it. It's pretty boring. It it basically is like trying to make a point that like money is like what runs everything, which like, okay. But like. I don't know. It was just really boring and just really a little too artsy for me. Mm. Is it pretty I, old? Yeah. it's Well, it's from the 80s, but it feels like something from like the 60s or 70s. But yeah, it's just very cold and I don't know, like the no characters have like any emotions and there's a lot of just like scenes of people's hands. Counting and, money. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it was boring. Um, pretty disappointing. Uh, I watched Dirty Mary Crazy Larry, which is known for like its car stunts. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I, it's like ninety minutes, but it it just kind of like runs its course a little, you know. I just yeah, it couldn't sustain its runtime. I would say, but there is a pretty cool scene towards the end where this like helicopter is chasing the car, and like the helicopter gets like right up on top of the car, and it's pretty sweet, but. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, nothing to write home about. No. Uh, <clears throat> I watched Paddington, which is a... Uh, number one or number two? The first one. Going to mm-hmm. go see the second one tomorrow. Yeah? You stoked? Yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> it's very enjoyable. I mean, it's like... It's a live-action type, like, family movie. Yeah. Uh, where, like, this bear is like a fish out of water where he gets... You know, stuff happens, and he meets up with his family, and this family kind of takes him in, but with reservations and, like... The bear just like does this really stupid shit because he's you know not from a like not from the city or whatever. <laughs> so there's like what? he's a country bear. <laughs> Is he in a family of bears? No. Well, like he was. It's like a special species of bear. Can you talk? Been, like, yeah, you can. Yeah. It's a species of bear that speaks. Yeah. And it's English. not weird that he is a bear who can talk. No, like, it's, just... it's kind of like a fantastical type, kind of like Babe or something. Okay. You just kind of believe it for what it is. Well, Babe can't talk to the humans in Babe. Right, right. I haven't seen Babe in a long time, so. 
<laughs> but you know what I mean. Like you just kind of take it for what it is. Planet sure, he's a talking bear. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like thrilling. It's actually well shot for like a kids' family movie. Like I actually noticed some of the camera work, um, and I feel like there was actually effort put into that. Which in like most comedies or kids' movies, besides like Pixar, maybe like DreamWorks, they don't put a lot of effort in that. They're just cranking something out, you know, for it's just kids eye to candy. watch. It's just yeah. like yeah. Um, but there's like this scene in the bathroom that is awesome. So it starts out with Paddington takes like a toothbrush. It puts it in his ears to like clean his ears and then he pulls it out and it's full of earwax. Then he licks it and he's like, oh my God, it's disgusting. <laughs> so then he like, <laughs> he like throws him, but then slips and then it causes like this huge like water outbreak and it's awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, no, it's. I think I've seen it's that good one though. I've heard it's trailer. Really it's really enjoyable though, and I'm excited for the second one. And people are like, loving it over the moon for the second one. Is it still 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. Did someone finally? Because it was like the best rated film of all time yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. I wonder if Armand Green finally showed up and <laughs> Armand Green. Armand White. <laughs> <laughs> I was I confuse Armand White and Draymond Green. <laughs> it still has that was pretty it still awesome. has hundred percent. Oh, cool. Wow. Well, anyway, so Paddington, we're checking out for sure. Yeah. There's I don't know, there's a few things I watched, but I don't really have much to say about them. Well, we should probably get going anyway. I only have two things left that I want to talk about in the rewatches. Dude, do you want to say something else first or No. I rewatched before sunset and before midnight yes so the first one is sunrise sunrise is the first so one why didn't you watch the first because i watched that with my ex a couple months ago okay. wanting her to want to watch the other ones right and she liked it but i couldn't get her to watch it we are no longer together so I decided, you know, I was feeling, you know, romantic and sad. You know, <laughs> I want a little pick-me-up. So I uh, I watched Before Sunset. And, like, no joke, it's one of the most incredible movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I loved it the first time I saw it. This time, like... So we're talking the second I one. I was blown away. Yes, the second one. So this okay. is the second time I've seen it. It's so endlessly captivating just watching these two characters just walk around the streets of paris and the conversations they have the chemistry like i've never ever seen better chemistry between two actors julie delpy's performance like in all three of these movies is like up there with like the best thing i've ever seen like she is incredible there's one scene where they're in the back of a taxi toward the end of the movie and she has like a breakdown and then she like tries to get out of the car and Ethan Hawk talks her down and then he kind of goes on this tangent where he's like really emotional and he's like kind of looking out the window like talking and freaking out and there's this moment where Julie Delpy's character like reaches out to like touch him and then like pulls her hand back like which was at that you you have to see it, but just like that moment was just so cause she like wants so badly to reach out, but he's married and like just the whole back and forth and it made me cry. Like it it like changed my outlook on life. Like honestly, like there was a conversation the two of them have that was just like exactly what I needed to hear. You know, it's so is that the best of the trilogy then? Yes, it okay. is. Like I said, it's one of my new favorite movies. Mm -hmm. Like it's incredible. Before midnight. It's also incredible. It's a perfect trilogy. Uh, it's a, it's heavier. It's more uh, 
mature, I guess. Not that the other ones are, you know. Like, yeah. But the subject matter is more intense because it's the first two movies are so romantic. This is more like these two people have been in a relationship for a long time. They have kids together. So it's like yeah, it, it, it's drama. dark, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's tough to watch. It's probably my least favorite of the three. I think probably because it's the least romantic. Hmm. Um, it's still an incredible film, but uh, and I, I do think anyone anyone who hasn't seen these movies needs to watch them because they're they're How are the they're remarkable. Looking? They look pretty good. The special features, pretty <laughs> Did good. Did you dive into those? Yet? Oh yeah, a little bit. I only kind of scratched the surface. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, <laughs> Two of like two of my favorite characters in all of film. Uh, Celine is her name, and his name is. I keep thinking Ethan. That's his real name, but it. These movies are, are like Before Sunset yeah. is definitely my favorite Richard Linklater film. Now, uh, he's one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. This movie just like catapulted to the top. Like, I have nothing but incredible things to say about mm. it. Everyone, have you seen all it. these? Uh, just only. Before Midnight is the only one I haven't seen. I've seen the first two. Okay. But honestly, I need to rewatch probably both of them, but mainly Before Sunset. Especially seeing the journey. Because it was a couple months ago that I saw Before Sunset. The first two are like, what, 90 minutes? Uh, Yeah. The second one, I think Before Sunset is like 90 minutes or something. No, it's shorter. Before Sunrise is, I think, like an hour and 45. Before Sunset's like 90 minutes. Um, Yeah. Loved it. Nice. Did you have another one? There's a couple other things I watched, but I don't care enough to to talk about them. Oh, I saw I, Tanya. I don't. Oh, yeah. I, I don't need to talk about it. I loved it. It was great. It wouldn't have made my top 10, but Margot Robbie I is great. I really loved it. Yeah. It's really funny. I love the, basically all the stuff you guys already talked about in the year. The Tony Hardy line. line is amazing. I don't know a Tony Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> With the, the like bodyguards getting interrogated in his <laughs> living room oh okay is that what you were talking yeah. about when you said you lost it <laughs> it's, it's funny but. he asked his mom to get some like some cakes or something yeah to try and like ease them <laughs> a little bit his character was hilarious uh allison janney is awesome in it uh yeah. sebastian stan's pretty good like it was good i, I love the ice skating scenes like they were they were filmed wonderfully yeah i like that they kind of like break the fourth wall we'll talk directly into the camera and it, it feels like the big short to me in that way yeah because uh, they kind of play with the facts a little bit but it's also you know yeah. i like it a lot that's really all i need to say about it but it's a fun movie yeah totally okay is that gonna do it yeah i think we're ready to get going okay I'm go watch monsters ball you're gonna watch is that what you're watching tonight yeah Ooh. you it's, ever seen that uh, yeah it's not a pleasant watch no you haven't seen oh no it? i've seen it before oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what people wanted scene, to though. watch. God damn. Halle Berry and uh, Billy Bob. Yeah. Bill Bob. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna find out if it's as good as I remember it being. That's great. You have and to not the sex scene in the movie oh. in general. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't wait. It's a scene stealer. How hard am I gonna get? Um, okay. Oh, he gets it too. Or pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh okay so we'll be back in a couple weeks i'm trying to pull up a quick list to see what's uh what's going to be opening see annihilation i think is probably going to be do the episode after next next Mm -hmm. but what do we got coming up on the horizon we got a kickboxer (sighs) retaliation we got uh the clapper apparently ed helms is in this movie 
Sounds pretty what bad. What are these movies? <laughs> <laughs> Opening this week. No, we're going to see. Uh, Coming soon. Here we go. Here we're we going to see Winchester. Winchester, a fantastic woman. You guys actually want to see Winchester? No, no. I mean, it looks okay. I don't know. Could be okay. A fantastic woman looks good. That'll be coming out. I don't know if it's playing a Seattle. Telling you, Braven. Peter Rabbit. How soaked are you guys on Peter Rabbit? Zero. Fifty Shades Freed. Huh? Huh? Zero. Stillborn. No. Huh? Um. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, I have no fucking idea what we're gonna do on the next episode because this is all garbage. No episode. We're gonna take a hiatus. Month, a month off. The next one though, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. That's February 16th, so that'll be like on the in-between week, but looking forward to that. But anyway, thank so you everyone for... Will uh, that be a double episode, Annihilation and... No, Black Annihilation Panther? I think is at the end of February, so it's going to depend on the way the dates fall, I guess. Uh, but, okay. Um, okay, that's going to do it. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Cinephile Digest. Send us an email to cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. I do think somebody wrote in, but I forgot Speaking to Speaking of listeners. Oh, yeah. And we do. We did want to give a quick shout out because we uh, have analytics that go along with this show. <laughs> and our two biggest fans apparently are in Tokyo and Montreal. Damn straight. They've been binging all of our episodes. Listen to listen to all of them. Start at the beginning. Listen to all of them. So mm. it's a way to do it, guys. I'm when glad get, you're enjoying it. When they get to episode 28, they need to write in. Yep. We need yeah. to hear from them. If you're in Montreal or in Tokyo and you listen to this podcast. In English, please. If you were <laughs> listening if you were listening to this podcast and you reside outside of Washington State and you don't know us personally, because you know, we have some friends who listen who live in other places in the country, but there's a lot of people that we don't know who listen to this podcast. So I want to hear from you guys. Because our friends tell us what they think of the podcast. They write in, they give us suggestions, you know. They, well, they don't write in, but they talk to us about our show. Yeah. So if you do not know us personally, we would love to hear from you. Uh, so send us an email, cinephilesdigest at gmail.com to our Montreal and Tokyo listeners. Thanks for going back to the beginning and checking them all out. I hope you're enjoying them. I mean, you liked them enough to, <laughs> to keep going, so it can't be that bad, right? Um, but yeah, just want to give a quick shout out. Right in. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you.